The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate. David's blissed out. Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur blossoms? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them with my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did in illusions, man. None of it is true. I know insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion! Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast, and we're doing another saga talk tonight. Dustin is back. What's up, Dustin? Welcome. <laughs> and we also Deep have Share Thor. Podcast. We also have <laughs> Thor. Thor hanging out in the back. What's up, Thor? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Good, good. Good to have you here. Um, Thanks now, for having as I um, said last time, Dustin and now Thor, both of them I've met through my um, my Telegram channel uh, dedicated to the box saga. So we're expanding this. It's really nice to have um, more people joining the discussion. Uh, so yeah, we've we've covered so much as Dustin. We were just saying off air every single day in that Telegram. There's things being discussed, and it's amazing what's being discussed and it's great to do this because we can kind of go through things a lot more thoroughly and uh more detail more ease to hear each other's voices and everything but the telegram itself is pretty lit and anyone anyone that goes in there and joins can start wherever they want but if they go to the top (laughs) just go down you know, we'll see in a few weeks, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot to go like through. Full context, uh, sorry, especially with the full context of, you know, the box saga already behind you, just having like a little taste of it. And then like, you kind of understand how it goes and you join that channel. It's just like so much information now that the whole world is revealed. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's overload. Like I'll go in there if I have five minutes and I'm like, Oh, this is not five minutes. This is an hour. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come back later and then I'll come back later. And it's like, Oh, 300 messages. I'm like, Oh my God. All right. Yeah. This is all good. And then I'm looking at the numbers. It keeps going up. More people are joining. So if you are yeah. listening here and you're new to that channel, thank you. It's awesome. It's good stuff. We're, you know, the, yeah. the, we broke down beards, the origin of beards, for That's three right. Days straight. Three three straight days. The whole conversation. Three straight most, days. Most and of the I conversation. And it just started as a comment of, "Oh, I like your, you know, I like that more people with beards are joining 
this channel. And uh, and then for three days since, we've been breaking down beards. The yeah, origin of being from barbarian to berserker to um, like, uh, you know, bears, bear skin, born bear, die bear. I mean... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I think from a, from an outside point of view at first, it probably looks a little random. And then once you start digging into why all these words connect, it's not random, you know? And I think one thing that people don't tend to, well, I mean, it's not a popular idea. And when it is, it's kind of scoffed at the idea that even just literal sounds can be used as like tracer marks you know it's like we there's a limited amount of sounds that the human being makes and clearly they come you know they originally meant something and that makes sense on a logical scale to me but of course with history the way it's set up it obscures how easy and simple that fact is you know yeah yeah the, the sound system is key you know, you can look at a word and then you say it out loud and you're like, oh, the words came first. The sound came first. Right. You know, the sound comes out of a newborn baby first. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, it's not uh, first, but, you know, like, yeah. Well, yeah. How about, you know, uh, in the beginning was the word, right? Mm. It's so all it's, good words. Right. All good. Yeah. The good words. <laughs> <laughs> so man, there's so much that we can get into and we're going to basically base all of these saga talks on things that we've kind of started to discuss in the channel and that we might want to dig a little deeper into. And the first thing that I really wanted to talk to you about Dustin is this toroidal kind of linguistic situation going on with um with an ancient language that we're all familiar with and it's just like really fascinating and it ha does have to do with saga uh but not directly you know i think using it as you say as as a base or having it there as like a you know a foundation is, yeah it, it tells a very interesting story yeah the um are you talking about the um, the wheel, the Yule? I maybe yeah. the, the <laughs> one with the English alphabet. Yes, absolutely. Maybe? Yeah. Well, yeah. we were all, we were yeah we were talking about Hebrew as well. You know the oh or the Hebrew the yeah the the Torah the Torah right yeah yeah the Taurus field. So that's interesting. I mean, is that typically related to one another in esoteric circles? Do people connect the words Torah from Judaism to Taurus, like maybe what, the constellation uh, or anything? Well, I mean, they're all essentially connected. Um, mm. You know, everything comes from something else. Um, but specific with Hebrew language, um, uh you can there's a a four a four dimensional uh it's really hard to explain actually um but it's basically there's you take a mm, okay okay you ready <laughs> yes take your time I have to think about this one if it's the hebrew one because it's really hard to just kind of vocalize real quick but um that's all right so if you want to work your way into the hebrew it. alphabet right 
Mm -hmm. And in the first line of Genesis, right? Um, it's supposed to be a creation of earth, right? Or of hu humans and stuff like that. But it's actually um, describing something a, a little bit different than that. And um, and so this guy, what was his name, Thor? Uh, Stan? Penner. Uh, Tenen, T-E-N-E-N. Yeah. So this guy, Stan Tenen, he was um, a Hebrew scholar. And he um, he was looking at the language and the first line in Genesis written in the Hebrew language was making a pattern. And that pattern was um, uh, basically it was a pattern that created a bigger pattern and bigger pattern. And so there's like a scholar that said the first letter tells you everything you need to know. But if you're not smart enough to figure it out from that, then the next letter will tell you. And then the word and then the whole sentence will all describe the same thing in greater and greater detail. So right? it's a fractal. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, what it produced when you put this pattern and uh, and you map it out and then you print it into a three-dimensional object, it looks something like a big donut or like a cored out apple. Um, a torus field. The the end of a man, something, um, uh, the man's decoration mm -hmm. with a hole in it, right? It has a hole in it. Yeah. And, um, and basically it's makes like this object that if you were to take this the the surface of this object it produces this object that looks like it would fit in your uh if you were to make like a gun shape mm -hmm. um, with like your hand upside down up yeah. straight up it makes a flame around your thumb and then it it comes down like this and it fits perfectly in our hands and the way our hands are shaped and it is this object that's pulled from an edge. And you imagine um, like your hand rotating in all the different angles, whether you hold it above your head or off to your side or straight forward, or like you're holding a baby or you know, you're living in a house or something like that. And this object viewed at different angles forms all of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Interesting. That is hard to say or even take in <laughs> yeah so um so there's clearly something there but the more interesting thing is in the root in when you go back to when you go into box saga and the sound system poor means heart friend right the actual shape of a heart right and they describe the heart as a pump this right, heart. just the pump. Right. Yeah, they don't. They don't so refer to it as the heart. About a different heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's their core <laughs> friend. It's your best friend. I promise you, it's your best friend. It is this heart, right? Mm. And um, I don't know. I I just like that's a basic anatomical explanation of what a heart is, right? Mm. What's the first thing if you had a word for anything? you only had one word, what would you name? Right? <laughs> you know, like anyway, 
So um, that's but, an interesting point. Yeah. So and, Tor means Tor friend, and that is the letter T. And um, and so this is something interesting with the root language. So the the root language in the box saga is around a wheel, right? It's described right. in a ring, right? There's a, a good um, video out there. Um, just kind of it just kind of generally describes where the letters are around this ring. We know that the I is at the very top, and we know you know um, L somewhere at the bottom because it makes a ninety degree angle and um, mm -hmm. and, yep. and things like that. But it it was it was kind of unclear in the box saga. But um, someone shared in the box saga channel this uh, video of this guy Cliff Barber. And yes, Cliff. I think he was studying the um, he must have been studying Kabbalah or something because to make that connection, I don't no. know what he was studying before he came across the box saga, but he was studying something interesting. He was a legit he hippie. was able to see the connection between the letters and the numbers that are produced um, in this ring. And then there's the, the poems in box saga, which um, last time we did a box saga video sorry for ranting up here no that's okay go for it man but uh udin is a ring udin is everything udin will always be udin has always been udin is the sun right and um i recreated from so this bit there's i saw this really poor quality video you can't see anything what this dude's talking about but I know he's pointing at some wild things, right? This guy, Cliff Barber. And, um, you know, he's describing how the letters are connecting through equilateral triangles and things like that. You can't see anything in the video. And then I took some pic other pictures of what he did and I recreated what he did. And um, all of the letters map out geometrically from the flower of life fractal Dude. and are produced what it seems like to be by different shadows from different angles of celestial bodies. That is so crazy. And I, and I don't know if I've ever talked about Cliff Barber on my own podcast, but I know I've mentioned him talking about the box saga on other channels just because of his reaction to the box saga is pretty impressive because he was a mathematician. Uh, he was also a yoga teacher. But he was a mathematician back here in the West. And when he found the box saga and started learning from those guys, mm. that was, and he, you know, he discovered what you're talking about and he started drawing these things. He basically sold everything he owned and moved out into the middle of nowhere in India and like built a yurt with people in that, in that That's surrounding village and just fucking drew the flower of life um, and all these other beautiful drawings, according to what he found through the the root language ring. It's his story is pretty impressive, and there's not much there on him. And like supposedly, there's a book somewhere that he wrote, or maybe he never published it. I don't know. But he's he was a really interesting guy. There was a a book out there that is long out of print with all of his paintings of the flower of life, according to the saga. Mm. And uh, I can't find it. Yeah. I mean, um, I was able to create <coughs> what he did in a day. That's awesome. I mean, that's pretty but cool. I don't understand 
fully how he did it. Mm. Yeah, you were able to map it out physically. Yeah, go ahead, Thor. Yeah, and so I, I was, I just like been uh, trying to take all the words, you know, that we talk about, and like kind of just imagine them being connected by lines or rings. So, yeah, all the let. I was gonna say all the letters are made from a, a pole and a ring, right? So we already know what that indicates. And so right. if you look at them each individually, you can construct from different parts of a ring and different parts of a pole to construct each letter. Whereas you ex tried to explain earlier with the Hebrew, you have this Torah shape, this Taurus field, which uh, can be seen in the shape of an apple. So if you imagine the shape of the apple in your hand and starting from the top, it goes down and rings around. And then that shape is actually like this. And from here, you create all the Hebrew letters by changing this shape in different angles. And mm -hmm. the shadow from that actually creates the different letters. So instead of there being an actual script-based letter based on where the box saga has the, the ring and the pole, we have this shadow toroidal type script that what came around, we were sitting around a fire going like this and you projected that on a wall. I don't know. Which is And then there's really also each, each letter also has um, like body gestures where you can create each letter with your whole body and arm movements as well. So just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, that's important to add for context. I mean, and also like, yeah, the and with the box saga, they say that the Torah was first created. Everything else was oral tradition, hence the saga give and receive. And one thing earlier is, you know, when we're talking about it is different than texting because how many times have you texted somebody and they didn't get what you were trying to say they actually maybe took it the complete opposite of what you were trying to tell them plus look at my face how many different muscles are in my face i could say a lot just with how i move my lips and my face without even saying anything so a lot of communication is in body movement as well so just throwing that out there you know what i'm saying yeah man. <laughs> well it's it's so interesting because i i I heard something else about the um, the Hebrew language that somehow I think I mentioned I might have mentioned this last time. I don't know if we got into this, but that yeah. Hebrew is like phonetically English backwards or something like that. Have you ever heard that? I have heard things like that. I I, I tried to like find that, but I think it might more mean literally backwards like you're literally saying the let the sound backwards that could be it too because it sure kind of sounds that way hmm. i don't know to, though i want to see if i can find that clip specific sounds that you can um like the sounds in uh the root language there are some sounds that are specifically connecting sounds or beginning and end sounds generally um, of a meaning. And like, mm -hmm. like you can say A, uh, and you could just say it forever. Uh, but B, you can't make the B, you, you, you can't say it, you know, like it's one specific sound. Right. You know? Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, wild. And then there's importance to those specific sounds. <laughs> Man, that's nuts. And then uh, what 
does the Hebrew alphabet have a, a name, right? Yeah, or there's it? different ones. So, um, but the, uh, yeah, it's the Mar Maruba. Maruba. Yeah. And then oh. is, is Aleph just the name of the first letter or? Because that sounds yeah, a lot like so, like alpha, like alpharness, you know, like the alphabet, the mm -hmm. first letter, alpha and omega, right? Mm -hmm. and, so there's, and, a similar, and, there's a similarity there. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I looked it up or, and what that guy who deciphered it was saying what Aleph means is mm -hmm. uh, it's the Aurora, the, the snake eating its own tail. Oh, no shit. And it's... <laughs> The the Aleph is the Aurora Bori, whatever. What is, what is it called? The Aurora whatever. Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis. No, that's the. It's not the sky. Oh, Aurora Boros. Yeah, Aurora Aurora Boros. Yes. Ouroboro. Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> what um. And I'm the actually... letter itself is. It looks like to the to the naked eye. It looks like an N, but to this actual shape of the shadow um it's one snake a snake a bigger snake eating the head and the tail of the of itself basically mm. so the letter itself is the snake eating its own tail what uh there's this other book i don't actually know the pronunciation the oralinda oralinda yeah oralinda yeah or Linda. So, all right. So that that's also seemingly an important book in Bachnology studies. And uh, the other day I was, you know, partaking in some tea, let's just say, and in the middle of the night, I was playing with the words and uh, Ora Linda book, put the oral in the book. So you're putting the oral in the book. So hmm. just throwing that out there. Yeah, I do like yeah, that. I hear that. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Lin, Lin, Linda is Put the oral in the book. Linga. Put the oral in the book, man. You know what I'm saying? How do you like Linga. Linga, yeah. Oral hmm. Linga. Anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. Oral, oral man, you, language. Good connection. That's all you think about is oral type stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. So, so but yeah. also. Also, bet has the same meaning. So the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet is also has the same meaning as the B in box alphabet. Really? Well, doesn't B stand for um, Borg for a castle? Yeah, which is castle. Right. I think it's I think it's Borge. No, Borge. But or, yeah, that's yeah. just me re repeating. I'm just a, well, of know. course, but that's all we can do. And, you know, we repeat from Michelle and Ananto and Eeyore and Jim. <laughs> and I mean, okay? I don't want to sound okay. like a Borg. Dude, I, I got called out. I got called out the other day saying uh, the Tuta de Danan of Ireland. And I'm still probably fucking that up. But I said it as Tuatha de Danan because I learned it from <laughs> I learned it from an author who was saying it to me like twa the day to none i'm like all right cool and he just you know it was wrong <laughs> very wrong so the irish people were just laughing at me but hey <laughs> you got the language that's the tricky part about our language today is that you know we have all these different pronunciations for everything so we're really not sure what to make of things when we're looking at them especially from different countries yeah 
Yeah, B. Yeah, so that's that's right. <laughs> so that's interesting that it keeps going. I'm still trying to find this yeah. clip. I can't find the clip. I should literally ask my wife to find it because she's like, she's so what are you looking at for? this. This clip where this guy shows how Hebrew and English are like a reflection of one another. It's it's crazy mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just yeah, it's worth there's showing. A, I've you seen know, something it, about Irish and Hebrew connection. I think there's a whole book about it. I haven't looked into it though. That's interesting. Or is I, it? Yeah. yeah I, yeah, I was reading that, um, you know, the there was there was language found on stones that predate Sumerian by like a thousand years that related closer to Gaelic than anything else, and even the should I say properly Sumerian uh, culture that their language uh, was in fact had a quite a nice relation to a lot of Gaelic uh, words and things like that, so pretty interesting that guy who um decipher he was able to read the egyptian hieroglyphs using welsh yeah yes absolutely yeah it was really crazy i don't know much detail on it but yeah yeah i heard if you eat enough mushrooms and start looking at hieroglyphics they start moving and will tell you a whole story it's like watching a cartoon well damn (laughs) i do believe that that for sure one day yeah <laughs> yeah i can't i cannot find that damn I'm, I'm trying to like search on like all the bad places like rumble and bit shoot because google was like we have no idea you typed the word hebrew so we automatically don't know what you're talking about so in the, in the hebrew alphabet you get yeah. this uh maruba alphabet ba the ba sound stands for box like boxes in like like a thing, box. like to put something yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, but phonetically it's kind of funny that Ma-ru-ba. it would be in. <laughs> box is slang also for, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Places what is where you put presents? Yeah, they have <laughs> ma ru. Hmm. But yeah, when you find the video, post it in the Box Saga chat, and then anyone that's interested that's watching this, that's where you got to go find it. Bam. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, moving... Well, I was... I, I couldn't stop getting it out of my mind when you were... When you said the G sound is like a, a, G, a J, um, or like... It's like a... It has it's two different like, sounds, right? It sounds it's like it's a roll. Like the G rolls. Borge. That's yeah, but what if it's in the beginning of the sound? Bori. Bori. I See, think he's also. I think he have it now. Bori. Bori. Yeah, you say the g <laughs> and the g, right? Or you just say gourd, right? You don't say yord or gourd. Well, you have grund. It's grund. That's a little different than mm-hmm. the sound of the G and the letter B. Hmm. I'm just from California, yeah. y'all. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you say that real nice for a California boy. <laughs> hey, I got a southern draw, you feel me? That's an Oakland white boy accent. How do I mean? <laughs> hey. If I was born in Texas, I would have been a fifth generation Texan. Man. That's lit. Texas, Texas is, is lit. 
don't fuck with Texas for real. <laughs> they real ones out there. What part of Texas? Uh. Oh, uh, <laughs> what's that? Hey, we're allowed to blaze. We're allowed to blaze on camera. Yes, sir. I am not popular enough to worry about that kind of attention right. from YouTube masters or anything like that. I don't, you know, and I have had videos taken off of YouTube, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've never had my channel like taken away or anything like that. Well, what I was going to say is when I made the, the color wheel yeah, or the, the letter wheel, I mean, uh, yeah, I forget, whatever the G is in it like goes through and in the h character and which would imply that it has other connections to other sounds just like the um like uh when i drew this wheel there's two letters specifically can you see that i, I nah know. it's all blurred nah, up you gotta put it all... in front of your face nah Nah, it's all blurry because it's not your face. The AI is too tapping smart. It like I <laughs> um, Just get that tattooed, man. Do it. Do it for the saga. <laughs> right on the forehead. Do you it. Got the forehead. But uh, but the G, um, the H, and the S are the only ones that go outside of the ring just a little bit. So, like the hmm. top of the S, it goes outside of the ring. And then it points directly to H, which also goes out the out of the ring because H means hell or home. It's hope. And it has a hole. And so that is that part of the H that goes outside of the ring is in the hole. Man, I wonder if I can pull up the images you sent in the telegram like really easily. I could send it right now to you. Oh, that's even better. That way, like, we can bring them up on the screen for people to see you recreated them. Because when you look up these images of <laughs> you, you can find them from from uh, what's his name, um, Cliff. But yeah, it's not easy. But you to can't see, see it like this. I haven't seen anything of his where it's like real clear what the heck you're looking at, along with you know, like. Yeah, you can't. There's, there's not that much on it, honestly. But, um, but I was able to get it from the few images. Um, so right. hidden in this, like, you basically you make this, you make a circle, right? And then you go to the northern, the top at twelve o'clock, and you put, a, you make the same size circle. And you go to the bottom, you make the same size circle. You go to the right side, left, you know, three o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's you see, how you, you guys seeing this. Are you guys I seeing see your? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I see cool. it. Okay. So, um, so if you look at the top, the W doesn't really belong there. I mean, it it kind of it's okay there. Explain um, that. Explain that. <laughs> is it a W or is it the the trefoil or whatever the name is the uh, you know, the little trident on top. I think it's both because right. you have a root language then you have the Vaughn language. One of those is a V and then they use two languages 
to create one language right at the top of the E. At the, the middle of the circle is a pole, and then the very top is the dot of, of the I. So that's the North Pole pointing towards the North Star. And right. that is also um, December 25th. So this is Christmas Day. It's also 12 o'clock. And it is the language, it is a letter that's used in a language created from the combination of those two languages. So it is the Vaughn connecting with the A, the V connecting with the A losing one of its legs or you losing the, the mark that's going toward <laughs> be there um it, losing its uh what do you call it cross the, the cross yeah bar. the cross one so now you're left with an upside down v you just flip it throw them together now you have osser and vonner language combined now you have a new letter boom hurts fits perfectly right there as a w and is a trident and literally is a trident with the e of the north pole where the, this language was created English. And, and so, so, yeah, go. So real quick, if I'm getting this correct, and as I said to Dustin earlier today in the telegram that two, two and a half years in, and I, there's so much to the saga that I still don't completely have embedded in my brain. Um, the, the written ring alphabet here, the, the symbols for the sounds, this didn't come about until the black ink hit white paper, right? Okay, this explains everything in life. Okay, <laughs> but no, so but you can you clarify that? It. It's an understanding. I it's got you. I got o'clock. you. <laughs> it's December twenty fifth. It's W. It's the Yule. It's the every. You know, like if if you were taught this. Absolutely. No, I totally understand. I'm like, just saying of going but... to school and learning different things. This is geometry, right? Like, um, right. Uh, but I, I have, I, I don't know how the outside letters of the ring work and I don't know where they go specifically. And I, um, also haven't done outside of the ring. There is the biggest part is outside of this ring. The inside of the ring is the is the sound system where mm -hmm. everything else comes from. But even the sound system emerges from the pole in the middle, which is the E. Mm -hmm. Hell. So the, right. you said the H, the H and the S go outside the ring, or you're talking about the, mm. the other letters like uh, X and Y and the, all the different O's and A's. Um. The S and H go out and they connected and made shh. All right. So so how I see that is that the H goes out of the ring. How my brain thinks about it is that it started in hell in the middle, but then it spread out. It's out. From, it spread out of the ring. So that's why H goes out of the ring. And then the S goes out of the ring because the S is the, the sun and the sun mm -hmm. covers mm -hmm. everything. Yep. Yes. That's yeah. just how my, my brain thinks yeah. about it. And the R is raw, right? It is literally made if you, you the line down the middle loop of the S. Right. It is cuts it in half <laughs> and is the the half moon. Loop, the dark side of the moon and the light side of the moon. The light side of the moon is the bottom of the S, which is Sulin, which is the sunlight. This is 
not specifically the sun as much as the sunlight. It's mm -hmm. the energy and what it's putting out. And what Uden is putting out yeah. off of R making that uh, um, the leg, the, the leg on the R, right? And that is pointing straight down to the middle, which is the bottom, which is the logic of the mm -hmm. L, which is, and, this... and, uh, and so it's, it's pointing at certain things because L, M, N, O, P, Q, that's a, though, that's a, you can break the, the, the rhyme, the all farnas bete, the all fathers rhyme up into sections. Um, there's even a section, the first, there's a um, E, Asernas Borge, Scara D or something like that. I, I can't really, I don't really remember, but it's something like that. And that's one you can actually repeat over and over. Um, and then the whole thing together is one big rhyme. And, uh, but L, M, N, O, P, Q. This is the logic of the moon and the North Pole and the sun. Damn. And it, it casts a shadow on a pole. Now, pole is this, is this hand signal, of like just making a, a P with your hand, right? And mm -hmm. your arm is the, the, the pole, but there's a hole. So this means a hole. It, it's the hole is the most important part of the P. And that is the pole. And then, so it's basically like a ring also. And then next is Udin, the ring. And so it's a pole in the ring. And with that, it casts the shadow and makes mathematics, right? So the logic of the, the quadrat. Yes, quadrat, like um, uh, quad, right? It's, um, yeah, <laughs> measurement, yeah. And, um, but I think uh, mathematics had a far different meaning than what we understand it today. I think we understand it more properly as arithmetic, right? More specifically, <laughs> so there's all kinds of different math. There's geometry and there's algebra and there's right. you know, whatever, but there is a base math to this, uh, the logic of our alphabet here. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's so you know, crazy. Q points right back, once you get back to Q, it points right back at the logic. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, so when you say C, D, E, F, G, right? <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a sound to it, you know? <laughs> the, the Ramsa. What's that? It's also called a Ramsa, the, a rhyme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is similar to Rosette, which is, I, you know, infinity. I love the word uh, air. 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 <laughs> yeah, I love saying these words. Air to the, you know, air to the, the throne. <laughs> well, the letter, the letter R is, is, you know, if you look in the box saga book, it's spelled A-R. Right. Even though it's a R, but then you, you mirror image, you reverse that and you have raw. So you have yeah, more of this, you, you have more of this, in, 
Yeah, you have more of this inversion, like looking at shadows from a flame on the wall, like we were talking about with Hebrew. Like even though in the box saga it's odd, it's or ad, it's ra as well. And if, you know, the the one one of the most amazing inversions to me that I always I found fascinating was how Ra represents the firstborn son and is the king. But then in Egypt, this king decides to represent the sun. It's just like such a weird inversion, you know? And it's crazy that it's directly connected, you know? But we are, I do want to talk about that part of the saga because this is, this is the. Listen to um, uh, the parts one, two, and three of Jim Chesner's like uh, eight powers. Oh, cool. And because um, I was trying to remember, I, I wanted to hear the story uh, about basically what leads up to the third Ragnarok, which is the advent of religion. And I think you are cor- you're correct in saying that um, is the third Ragnarok on hell. Right. That's yeah. that's what I kept hearing. Yeah. And I can be wrong about this stuff because, again, there's so many details to remember and it's like it's not new information it's like unscrambled information that we've all had for a long time so it's it's it takes a while sometimes but yeah the third ragnarok as i heard was when hell was surrounded and everyone was killed but the lead up to it the lead up to it is the most important part that's what i've been trying to find for a long time and i know it's described in the box saga, but it's hard to get the first couple times around. And this um, Hindustan story, that whole aspect of it that we, you and I were talking about today in the Narakasura, that whole situation is so crucial because, you know, you were saying that this is supposedly when the Torah was written. And of course, this probably is, does not, does this align with academic history they're just interpreting things the wrong way i mean the the lead up post atlant at uh all lands ice the ice time um, right you got you got buddha you got hindus you got mythological kings you got egypt you got jews you got um jesus moses moses you got moses you got um i mean you got all these players one one little story hey you know? Right. So, I mean, and yeah, it's and then, easy. And then you yeah. look into it and this is different compartments of these stories are known in different parts of the world. Right. That's the key part. Because that's Whoa. when everything gets reconnected is this turmoil that mm-hmm. I think that we're pretty much still experiencing this, this influx of power and, 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 people with knowledge and having being able to use that knowledge to control the people like look i know how to tap trees and and break ground and cause water to flow out of it i know how to work on the land you don't look at me you know and they're like oh my gosh he's a god he made <laughs> water flow out of the ground and, and things like that right. but mm-hmm. um specifically in the yeah. is i mean you can get you can understand all of that when you see it in other texts, which is the basic story in box saga. You're like, yeah. oh, this is some dude. Like, another, you know, agriculture. 
Thor Another big one is the uh, trip. Noah and the Noah's Ark. Go. Thor, go ahead, man. I was just going to say Noah and Noah's Ark is an important one for the saga and, you know, distributing these animals that were created under ice times, brought on a boat, Noah's yeah. Ark right there. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very, it's, and uh, the idea that from one point of view, and of course, um, I'm talking from a West, a very Western point of view, it's like, you will immediately brush the saga off because you've heard these tales before in other in their own respects and so it's like oh yeah this guy just threw all these things together in one story if you're not looking at it properly and then but if you're in another part of the world and you hear the saga that same thing that threw the westerner off may turn you on to it because it does echo what you heard about that story from your side, from your culture. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking crazy. Like that's really intense. Um, yeah. So let's get into this Hindustan situation. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Dustin, you and I have been kind of, we're talking about dragons, you know? So yeah, we were talking, and it's funny. About the it's it's funny, you, dude. Uh, they update us on the dragon stuff, right? Or, or because you want you want to hear what these elite of the elite are saying, right? Right. And then you can line it up against something else and be like, "I see what you're doing." You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and of course that took me a while, um, and I've been suspecting it for a while as i go through and it's really interesting that you randomly did you randomly bring up lawrence gardner's realm of the ring lords book like that and you in our chat you and me no like, no, no, no. Well, no i looked him up because it was it was a name drop and something you should use okay okay right so you had okay so I, what's I, that's I, so I, cool i i like names you know because like um but if they're more modern names you know then it's then you know but, um, no, that's fine. Especially it's, in mythology, the names are everything, right? Uh, oh, for sure. What the heck they're actually talking about? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, the reason it, it was just such. Uh, I did mention him to you, like in a few messages before that. But it was funny that you were like, "Holy shit, this dude wrote a book, dude!" Because it's yeah, it's it's right here. It's it's this one, man. It's what I've been going through. Not not thoroughly, like my friend and I were supposed to do like many, many episodes about it, but we're like, man, if we go chapter by chapter through this book, it's going to be like 60 episodes. And it's just, we neither of us had the commitment to like focus on that week to week, but I think um, he's a psyop. dude, you've, you, uh, you help you, uh, you kind of met me there as I was crossing that bridge, as you were showing that to me today, not knowing that I had been going through that book on my show and in my personal life, uh i was slowly coming to that conclusion because i'm like all these things and i've talked about lawrence gardner and realm of the ring lords and everything on many other shows too about it it scratches the surface of removing all the woo woo from mythology and showing there to be a very old human lineage that comes before all this Catholicism and and the Ro Holy Roman Empire and stuff like that that gets usurped by the Catholics, but as you're saying now, 
And as I was slowly coming to, it's like, this is happening simultaneously to things that the saga talks about. And while it, I guess it's like two, it is technically two different parts of the world. You know, the realm of the ring Lords is talking about Ireland and England and uh, Scotland, like that area specifically France they're talking a lot about the Franks and the Merovingians come from Frank from France and the Gauls and all this stuff. Um, meanwhile, Gallic Portugal, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that, that's me, all Osir tribes and stuff up in the Europe area. But mm -hmm. um, but that that book is approved by. Um, the queen of england or something she was like Dude. yeah this is like a great <laughs> book kind of thing like book on her book club list or something <laughs> like and uh and that's all yeah, man. Like, oh, this is a psyop because it's all about connecting the royal family to jesus it's like uh but but uh, well no no it takes it a step further right so check it out it's like a psyop within a psyop it's like okay. russian nesting dolls dude because you have the da vinci code by dan brown right and the Da Vinci Code, the movie and the book, were starring Tom Hanks, by the way, um, were like all shaping this Grail story to be all about Jesus. Meanwhile, Gardner and Nicholas Devere are saying that no, it's not the fact that Jesus was important at all. It's that the bloodline that he was a part of was important. And it goes back to the Anunnaki, technically, but not aliens, human kings. And they're talking about the elves, the elven bloodlines and the fairies and all this wordplay that is exactly the same as what we find in root language compared to like modern times. Like, you know, you have alt atlantis versus altlantis you know all these wordplay things happen um so there's a jesus story in the box saga oh yeah no i know it's just yeah. it's it's just interesting that because right and he's isn't uh isn't jesus a a messenger going out after ice time um he's acer right in the uh, according to box saga this is jesus <laughs> He's a little cliff note, actually, mostly in the saga. But the cliff note was specifically, he was from Hindustan, originally. Okay. And came from a really high up family. I think it was Hindustan. Um, and he was told by his mother and, and, things that like there's this prophecy of this guy to come you know and so he heard about it and he traveled to jerusalem now you know where we got to tell from the beginning man i know uh, this is this is tough yeah okay yeah don't jump beginning. don't jump in yet this sounds I, crazy I, you're right you're right so we'll, we'll we'll jump in we'll we'll start from from the beginning of the hindustan okay. thing in just a second we i just wanted to finish this lawrence gardner thing because yes. it's, it ahead. is it is important because like i don't th i think it's a level of tr it's a gatekeep you know it's a gatekeeping scenario where it's almost like Devere and Gardner were put in place in order to maybe not put in place circumstances 
who knows what their work is it seems to be the safeguard for people like us where it's like against all odds if people are going to be like Emmanuel Velikovsky and start looking at mythology as if it was actual history, then we need to be careful and we need to put somebody in there to say, yep, yep, it is actual history. And I'll tell you what it's all about, you know, so you don't look behind me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm giving it too much credit to think that these people knew about the saga and we're still trying to cover up this ancient parodies time. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. That's, or they that's... don't care about that time. What's that? Or they don't care about that time. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the whole point. Like I need to, I need to personally figure that out. Like is the cover up literally covering up what we're learning from box saga or is the cover up still what we have come to know it to be, which is people raging against heathen pagan old ways you know like the catholic church did you know is long gone dude i mean i know they won that fight a thousand years ago (laughs) yeah well i'm not necessarily talking about today i'm talking a thousand years ago did they were they were they trying to destroy the acer people knowing who the acer people were according to the box saga killing the acer people that, well, okay, awesome. so that's what that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm really trying to answer these questions here. I don't know if we have answers to them, but go ahead, Thor. Go ahead, Thor. Wouldn't, they, wouldn't they be descendants of the Osir? Yeah, they would. Ha- they would all have to be. Yeah. Okay. So and then, but would they know? Then, would they know anymore? You know. Well, what After- about the what about the generations of inbreeding and all that kind of royal family weirdness? Where did, where would have that come from? You know. Oh, I agree. I agree. So that's the thing. It's like you have these royal families and supposedly Lawrence Gardner is literally just writing down all the connections he's finding in these private family libraries of the royal houses and seeing all the connections. So, I mean, I don't think any of that has to be a lie for the connections to box saga to exist. I mean, we're talking like when we're talking the Dan and Sven story of leaving the ice, do we really think we're talking? I mean, I guess we could be talking about two brothers, but that sounds like a simplified version of a giant migration. I think, well, uh, more than one family. That's what I'm saying. Dan and like Dan and Sven, like that's a cute story the, for kids, but we're talking thousands of people. It's one of the things I think, that collapsed because like, um, there, there was a system, right? You have this cast making this cast, making this cast, right? But that fell apart, and we're back to Hindustan. And again, the like, um, the thing is, when you get focused on religious religions or specific families, like you know, like it, it's still the pyramid system. It's just there's no all father, and they're not his kids. Why right. the hell would I care about you? We're not related by blood. So, you know, that's who, who's, you know, this these string pullers, I would think. You would you think. Know, so you, get, you get like this line, bloodline that can be traced back, I suppose, you know, but they still are mixing families and everyone was already mixed before. But, yeah. but, 
Hindustan, it, a lot of this goes back to Hindustan, which is, I just learned of it in the box saga. I mean, I, you know, I guess I've heard of Hindustan. I mean, I know what that would mean or what I, it would be. I originally, yeah, yeah, we would, we would guess where it was. And we, um, I assumed that it was made up specifically by the box saga until I found out, no, that area was called Hindustan. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? all the way down to like um, Bali, up to all of the countries that are still called Stan, Uzbekistan, right. Afghanistan, you know, um, all of those, the Stan countries, that was all part of Hindustan. Right. And during, after, um, or during ice time, all of, since the Osir were separated from everyone else, everyone else down here also kind of the rabbi, the rabbis, the 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 kings, the Ra's, and um, you know they be just they kind of kept doing the same thing, except without the upper thing, you know, without the the um, the upper class. class. Yeah, which is interesting so because instead of we all all father of all people, the alpha. Instead of having a true alpha, you have ten individual right. alphas and they all have their own specific features and and different kind of like gene differences and you know um development in these different regions of the world mm-hmm. and they one guy is still making all of the people in these areas that's what gives us all these different ross you know uh, races right so, yeah yeah and you it's know, interesting and- because compared to like times now, there's plenty of theories out there that even people that don't know about the saga at all um, constantly say things like, yeah, we're ruled by merchants. We're ruled by like a merchant class. We're not even ruled by the actual like real bad guy, the real elites or whatever, like whatever conspiracy theory they're rolling with. They often mention that, that we're, were actually ruled by like the the minor people that were part once part of something bigger or something like that. So it's kind of a parallel in a way. Yeah. But, um, and but yeah, let's get to Hindustan. It, yeah. So um, this is kind of like the beginning of everything falling apart. This is like the the first kind of like real fissure in the. Um, in the historic historical narrative, this is the time period where um, mythologies are really going to become a thing, um, mm-hmm. and where religion mythologies are about around this time. This is when religion starts, right? Yeah, right. Think about that word, right? Religion. Oh, it's perfect because religion. what is legion? Now, of course, we know that it's related to evil and Satan in the Christian perspective. It's we are legion, which means we are many. We are a we are a hive mind. We are this one large thing, and uh, it's all. It also means organization. Uh, so basically, a reorganization of the world, and that's and exactly what it is. And re, well, re tell do tell re is an important sound in that whole thing too, right? Because you're redoing it, you know. Yes, you're, right. Reset. Yeah, you know it. It happens over and over again. Right. So this is the first like man-made reset, and it was done by, as you said, like an acer, correct? Yeah. So one of these Osser men uh, came down. Um, 
And this was after ice time, correct? Mm -hmm. And this uh, is after the waters broke and everything, the ice broke. This is probably about 6,000 years ago. Not that long ago. 6,000. So 4,000 BC. Are we sure about that? Damn. Yeah. It'd be right. around that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little earlier because we do have quite a bit of evidence that, you know, Sumer was happening around like 5,500 BC. They claim that that's like the birth of civilization, but is this to kind of throw that away? It could have been even more recent. It okay. It could have okay. been even more recent than that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Continue. It, Sorry. It could have been even more recent rather than farther back because okay. um, you would have to consider um, a lot of factors and would maybe be t uh, able to determine the amount of time it would take. But um, there is, um, anyway, so um, he, this guy had the title, his name was, um, they titled him Krishna, right? So this is, this is the Krishna um, was even depicted as a white, you know, he has blue skin in this actually. So I'm not 100% sure he was Osir after all, but- Interesting, because uh, don't because the, uh, isn't the black the people- One of the 10 tropical races are the blues. Right, which are they black people. Blacks. Yeah. Or if you're so white, you can see the, the veins and they look blue, right? I've heard that too. Mm. I also related it to the Celtic war paint. They're also called mm. like blue people sometimes. I think mm. there was love that. something I, in I, South I, America I was, about the blue. I was trying to, I was thinking about it a lot today and that, that, um, you convinced me right back to what I previously thought this morning. Um, <laughs> There's but, also uh, the red man. The red man was originally like the people that were covered in red ochre to block the sun from burning their white ass skin. Yeah. Burning it red. Um, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> either way, <laughs> which would make them shine <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, and he came down with someone else and there was a name that um, was mentioned in it, but I don't remember with a, a woman and, uh, and he killed their King who is the all, all father. There was no, uh, and his name, his title was Nara Kasura. And um, if you look it up, they say it's just the King of the Asura people. Mm -hmm. But already in there, you have the word, the sound Ra, which is king. king. Yeah. So, um, and and Na, Na is the narrator. Oser, Na, oh, knowledge, uh, yeah. King, uh, yeah, and, or Osir is literally Asura, you know. Um, right. And that's in, we can look that up in academic history, the Asura people, right? And Narakasura. Yep. And uh, who and did so, they, sorry, who does academia say killed him? Krishna? So, yeah. So Krishna okay. killed the king. Yeah. Okay. Narakasura. This is, this is the uh, myth of Krishna. Oh, it's, okay. Okay. Sorry. He actually, <laughs> this is a real event that took place and, um, and he did kill the king. Now, what happened is all the, the family, you know, the, the, um, the, the first two classes in the breed, you know, the breeding system of the pyramid, um, mm -hmm. they fled, they, they, they had to flee because, um, this is Krishna introduced marriage and it separated the castes. So okay. instead of the trailette who are like the fifth caste women making 
kids with the um, Carls and then the Carls making kids with the cars. And that word car all over India. Caravan. Oh, yeah. Car, oh, yeah. You know, car, whatever, like all the places are named car, car, car. Um, and then, uh, and it separated the, the, the system. So it kept all the trail let people, all the trails at the bottom, and they only made kids with themselves. They're still to, there to this day. They're called the untouchables. Interesting. You, you've heard of that, right? Like, um, no. yeah, there's like a whole class of people like India's super impoverished. And in many areas, you have a whole class of people they refer to as the untouchables. Wow. That's unreal. And so this, this whole collapse of Hindustan happened because they killed their all father, Narakasura. Now, if you look at how he's depicted, he's depicted as this big ogre looking beast of a man. And, and Krishna is like this valiant, like dude, Hero. With long hair and, mm -hmm. and blue skin and, you know, shooting an arrow at him and whatever. Right. Right. There with some woman and whatever. So they made a, they separated the caste system. So Narakasura's family had to flee Egypt. And during this time, and um, this is fasting. Let's just tell the whole Hindu side, Hindustan side. Um, uh, so while this family was leaving um, for the next forever until today, um, uh, but when it, when it first happened, the city things were really going downhill really fast. And this is where Buddhism came from. Was this collapse of the society? These guys, the, um, you know, one of the Buddhas, one of the Osir Buddhas, um, Buddha, Bud means message. Right. Okay. And Ah uh, is Osir. So um, the message from the Osir. That's what Buddha means. He was a messenger. He, he, um, he also um, reports back up to hell, you know, and, um, and communicates through the ringlands. And um, that's what it's always been. But um, in this case, he was he wanted to help the people so he brought, took them out of the cities and everything like that and brought them up in the mountains and had this philosophy to um you know keep them out of the turmoil and find inner peace and stuff like that because mm -hmm. everything's been chaos ever since in india and um and so that's pretty cool so now we got buddhism now we got hindus and um hindustan and they start all breaking up into these other uh factions and stuff like that and um, Osir men come down and and make like um, uh, and just above them are the Chinese, the Pekings, mm. the Pole Kings, the Pole the Kings, kings. Pole. yeah, <laughs> and we call them Chinese now, but um, they're there too. But again, different all father, completely different features. This is why we have different races, different arts. Right. right? Yeah. Well, well I also Dan and. Dan and I used to play with the idea that Japan uh, is from Jafet or Japet. So There's another uh, name for Japan also. Yeah, what is that? I can't remember what it is. But it's, but it's it, it actually something. And it's a name in Finnish. Oh, is it really? Hmm. Name in Finnish, and it's a it's a name that like um that's like uh my dad's been to Japan a few times, and I mentioned this before, and I was hmm. like. Huh. Have you ever heard of this word? Because um, he uh, he knows a little Japanese and things like that. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, that that's an airline, uh, you know, that we fly in in uh, Japan too." 
Interesting. Well, and there's lots of dragons over in that area of the world. You know, the traditions are plentiful with dragons. It's all parallel. And this, yeah, this serpent symbolism, uh, not to harp on the Lawrence Gardner thing, but like everywhere from Ireland, like all these stories of like the Druids getting kicked out of Ireland, you know, and St. Patrick ridding Ireland of the the snakes, you know, that whole thing. It does like, that's the weird part about the grail shit and the box saga because this serpent symbolism i can see where this serpent would have come from the saga especially because it's the ouroboros you know and uh yeah we haven't gotten there okay all right i'm jumping ahead but real quick i did want to say that it's interesting that like the way you traditionally hear the saga and the way you usually hear the story of them coming down and spreading into the other 10 kingdoms you don't necessarily just hear it like we're telling it now where it's like yeah this acer came down and just murdered the all father in that area it's pretty crazy because yeah. like and you know this is where we get our stories from this is literally where we get these stories from where it's like to fear the gods because they came back out of thousands of years of being trapped in the ice and probably just probably just killed everybody because like, we're out of the ice you know they like see the, all the green land and they have like all this knowledge and they're like they know how to you know build a civilization and make more people and things like that and then you just come across all these vassals essentially yeah, but like, i yeah, also I this guy and i take over this whole machine i also think it's in another way it's like the reaction it's it's, it's like Altlantis was traumatic too, you know, extremely traumatic. And that, that was probably because I personally think that we do carry our uh, ancestors traumas, whether it comes because it comes out in our personality. We learn from our parents and those things express into the world, you know, as we, you know, as we create more action in the world. And so it's a domino effect so when that original ragnarok happened that changed everything that changed our psyche entirely and i think everyone in the south that survived didn't have that same trauma a different trauma but not the same trauma and the people that were trapped in the ice everyone every generation had that psychological change and you know we often relate the the elites to this reptile like the reptilian and it's not like oh maybe it's not an alien thing maybe it's more like they operate more on this reptilian brain where it's like a little bit more killer be killed a little bit more impersonal a little bit more cunning and collected and analytical and shit maybe that comes from an original trauma and we are kind of talking about, you know, you meet people. I've, I've, my, my father's traveled all over that area. I've been to Europe and, you know, people from those areas are more collected and scientific and logical than people in the West. Just talking to Yoke for a couple hours. It's like, this man is just more like, he doesn't need to romanticize anything. Cause it like seeps through him, you know, but it's all very logical. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but it's um it's just interesting to see all these weird connections on how 
things could have come about in our psyche to create these big cultural conflicts. So people coming down from the north after all that time, I'm not sure who reacts first, the people freaking out about white people they've never seen or the white people coming down and not remembering everything. I don't know. It's, it's such a, that's, that's what fascinates me most. Like what did these people really go through on a human level? You know, sorry to take us so far away from oh, the point. That's, you know, you know, all <laughs> the symbolism, uh, people follow the Zodiac and, and personalities and, and, you know, um, all, you know, all the words that are formed in all these different languages, like Latin and Spanish and things like that are all like these, they have astrological meaning, right? Like, yeah. you know, fish, the fish has fins and it represents the feet. And, um, and then the word for feet in Spanish is pies, like, you know, Pisces in, right, uh, yeah. <laughs> even lines up in the, in the wheel here. Um, but, um, that all that symbolism wouldn't be happening in the tropical areas they wouldn't they don't have the all the different weather conditions they don't have all the seasons right, right? it's like what almost this it's late december it's 70 degrees today i know <clears throat> this doesn't make any sense it's i mean you're in a different part of the world I mean, part of the country in California, but... right like uh right. you know i'm right in the middle so the you know it gets cold at night now oh yeah it was in the high 50s and rainy the other day and it should be like 25 degrees right now <laughs> yeah but what do i care that winter's coming why would i name like in spanish or latin or italian or all these different languages why would i name winter in vierno and then why would i name the word for hell in fierno it's the mm. same word right ice ice cream is helado hmm <clears throat> <laughs> froze over that's frozen right. over <laughs> that's so crazy all right back to back to hindustan we could talk okay. for nine hours ladies and gentlemen so i hope whoever's listening is enjoying <laughs> our this is like an open study really this this is what the saga talks are could so, i say something real quick yes please yeah so i got this cool book called oak the frame of civilization which i highly recommend to anyone that's into bachnology um, but yeah, there's a, a page here, quote, I'm going to read. It says the name of the historic Buddha, Shakyamuni means the sage of the oak tree people. Holy shit. So that was a pretty cool connection. Holy right? shit. And now what is that? Where does that original Buddha name come from? That comes from Hinduism? Uh, it sounds, that sounds like a Hindu word, Shakya, like. Okay. But it's not coming from. It's not Bach Saga referencing that. It's that's from actual mythology and history. That's this is from crazy. this oak book. Yeah, yeah Shakyamuni Buddha is the um, he was a real guy and okay. he um, he was basically like wealthy. He's the um, Aladdin story, essentially. Um, oh wow! And uh, he good with the carpets. tree that he found enlightenment under. Um, is still there they still have it it's like a sacred banyan tree i think oh theirs um, didn't get cut down oh nice interesting <laughs> yeah how convenient <laughs> i love i love how the the tree cutting down just follows us all the way into america you know like with the the cherry tree and everything with george washington like that symbol has stuck with us 
the entire time or stuck with the bad guys. They want to keep doing that over and over again, it seems. Oh, and what's Buddha's uh, mother's name? It's not Maya, is it? It is. It's Maya. Maya. I love how they say Maya, or I can't even do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Oh, let me let me let me say this. So, um, they they this fa- whoa, uh, the family left Hindustan and they fled to Egypt. Okay, okay. yeah. So this they is the the it. family of like the first cast and second cast supposedly of Nara Kasura, who was just killed by this Acer who came down from the ice. Yes, there is a box saga story about the um, uh, Faraman, the Faraman. Pharaoh, the Pharaoh man. Yeah, the Pharaoh. And isn't this the Ra uh, that wanted to be king? Yeah. Well, he established Egypt because they had um, basically like there was nothing in Africa in the northern part. Ah. So they had no, there's nothing established there. Um, And, uh, but that's that's way before um, this story. Okay. And that's okay. already said and done. And they have an all father system there. They have their own race, Egyptian, uh, coming out of Egypt. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not really that different because it's more recent. It's not one of these 10 tropical kingdoms. Okay. It's one of the all fathers that came out of the ice. He established something there. Yeah. Okay. He was assigned, he was basically assigned to Egypt. And uh, the family went to Egypt, but um, they're like, hey, you know, like we're the children makers of Hindustan and, you know, we're basically out of a job and uh, we're we're like, hey, we don't have any work for you here. Um, You're different people. We don't mix like that. And but you can stay here as long as you want and be amongst yourselves. And um, and so they sent a messenger, a Buddha up to um, uh, up to. Udinma? Yeah, yeah, up to uh, the North Pole in hell, Helsinki now, and um, and asked for help from hell, and um, and so Mo, uh, a woman and a friend came down, and her name was Mose, and she was one of the more than seven daughters. So. Okay. More say so. These are tight again, like Krishna. That's a title for crisis, right? Um, so then, Chris, Chris, that's crisis. But did crisis mean what it means to us? Like, are you saying, like, so big change came down and killed, yeah, not necessarily negative is a big change no 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 what i'm saying is so are we are we not talking about a person coming down and killing the king if if krishna doesn't isn't a person uh that was so um no that's that probably wasn't his first name okay but his name meant like crisis yes it's more of a title it's the same as christ it's a title it's not um, okay, but no. So, but the war. But the, when they say when it mean when you say it means crisis, you're not saying okay. Big change. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So his name meant big change. Okay. I I yeah. got you. Okay. Just Fair like uh, uh, if you're one of the twelve first sons of the All Father, you have a title, right? Right. And 
And then after that, you still make more kids, but they don't have a title. Um, and same thing with the, the girls, right? Um, but the 12th son thing ended in paradise time. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry uh, for the confusion. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so she came down and helped uh, and was like, I'll take you up to the Holy Land for your help. But she only took him about 40 miles north of Egypt. What's there now, um, which is Jerusalem. So it was more like 40 miles. I, I mean, you know, they, there's like stories of walking through the desert for 40 days or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it this is Mosa. Like, more like two weeks because it was just from Egypt to the, to, you know, where Israel is today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, or Palestine, the Philistine area. Yes. Okay. Um, and um, and then this, she was the one who wrote the Torah, and and kind of introduced the um, these people she brought from Egypt um, and her family in Israel, and basically formed the first religion, saying that there's you know the, the origin of monotheistic thought, because still in Hindustan you still have you know multi multiple you know, gods, whereas yeah. here, there's only one it's up in the sky. You can't talk to him. Um, only I can, you know, that kind, of, that kind of narrative of what's the first you know, birth of religion there. And this is the, and of course we're talking, this is from the box saga perspective is yeah. what is this where the, uh, I guess the accepted tradition diverges like or or like so in in actual mythology we have krishna killing narakasura we have mm -hmm. that part of the mythology yeah what is there any more parallels that follow this box saga hindustan story along yeah. with it in the yeah. like, like the does gypsy. the families really okay the gypsies is that the families that fled to egypt or they still speak hindu <laughs> that's wild oh my they god. know they're speaking hindu i don't that's know any so crazy i wish i did yeah i asked him personally but you know gypsies wow. yeah of all all around europe they're from hindustan they still speak hindu like this you know pigeon version of it or something so when it comes to the torah being written how far how far of a divergence do we have the guitar the sitar that's also from this story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that part of the saga. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so when it comes to the Torah being written by this woman, um, how far off, like where, how, what, how big of a divergence do we have from academia to, to the sagas telling? It's got to be, it's got to be in that 6,000 years, between four and 6,000 years range. It's got to mm -hmm. be. Because, when the actual uh, Torah was written. Yeah. It's, or when it, they it say has it to is. be because, and the only reason I say that this isn't box saga, but um, what I'm thinking is that would have been the age of Taurus. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because after that was the age of um, Aries, and that's oh, actually, it would have been the beginning of the age of Aries. So it would have been four thousand years ago that the Torah would have been written. So because yes, okay. That would have been the um, 
around that time. Give I, I'll just say give or take 2000 years. <laughs> well, I think you're not that far off though in historical, uh, when, let's see. Because I, with the, the um, later Egyptian dynasties, you know, the one they have the bullhorns. This is um, age of Taurus. Uh, basically, you know, you call it worship or whatever, but symbolism, um, just like the uh, Jews blow the ram's horn or put ram's blood on the door and kill your firstborns, you know, that stuff. Um, that's all Aries. That's the ram and the lamb. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. And then Krishna, uh, Krishna, Christians, um, that's uh, the age of Pisces, right? The two fish, the fishermen, right? This mm -hmm. is John the Baptist, whatever, um, you know, um, with this, he was a fisherman. Anyway. Does that have anything to do with the Fisher Aquarius, Kings? But... Huh? Does that have anything to do with the Fisher Kings? I, w I bet it does somehow. But um, that would, I don't know. That's kind of get. it's getting a little off topic because um, later you have this birth of religion, right? And, um, and there's a, and there's prophecy built around because this is the first time anything's ever been ink has ever hit paper right yeah the the black right. ink hitting white paper is a really crucial moment uh the, mm -hmm. and when you were saying earlier that you thought that's when the third ragnarok is i was really kind of sold on that too because it's it's all part of it it's all leading up to it's all it's all the human uh interference uh that leads into the third ragnarok yeah i mean uh I would, I would almost say it's, yeah, it's, it probably started with Krishna, but. Right. No, uh, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, I guess you're right. Back, but yeah, I was, I was really, um, I, I was getting that confused, but I was pretty convinced that once ink hit paper, then our words mean less things and that's right. less knowledge and less, and the less words there are, the, the less things to appreciate or describe or experience, right? Because you mm -hmm. if you don't have a name for something, it doesn't. You're not going to bring it into existence, or if you don't have a, you know, like a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, man. Yeah, it's really really crazy how how much it does line up with the stories we do have from mythology. And it's interesting too that it ends in Jerusalem being like the first religion because where jerusalem is or was or is um so was sithopolis and that's verified by old maps and old documents and sithopolis was this capital and the scythians were aryan they were and and technically you know, Aryan doesn't automatically mean like white person, but it kind of, I don't know, I mean, the Indo-Europe, Proto-Indo-European, pretty much the Arya that's talked about in Hinduism. It they have it on much, their Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird coincidence because, you know, we think about the conflicts that are going on right now. It's this holy war over this holy land and it's like the player it's it's almost like the real story is going on and the media is just and, and the politicians are just kind of feeding us this 
whole big pretend story. I don't know. But then again, the people over there have no idea what's going on either, why these powers are are really fighting. Do you, I, do you think it's all still today connected back to these old these old conflicts? Because I would say they must be. I, I don't see how they're not. There's a lot of breaks in the web, you know. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess people have adapted new meanings for these religions anyway by now. You already uh, at this point have Den Dan breaking off, making Denmark and German people, and all the way to the English people. You have, have um, Sven making their people, and then you have dissenters from all of them right. running around the world because they yeah. all have the knowledge of sparing the sea. It's almost it's easier to travel continent to places on the water than it is across land. Oh yeah. It's like, and if you under, have this knowledge already built like into, I don't know, say your language, then mm-hmm. you can just like look up and see your language. You can see your, how, how to do everything. You can, you just encode it in the stars and stories. You store mm-hmm. it in the stores. I don't know. Um, and, yeah. uh, and so that's, yeah. And then any dude with an ego, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, man. Mad, well, you know. I think it, it's easy to forget, you know, because we have this beautiful story of paradise time, and of course, these these people are the like the patron saints of of humanity. Of you know, they survived ice time, and now they're back to to help us again. But then Krishna comes down and murders the the local all father. Like, nah. <laughs> so it's like, that's like what's that? I was gonna say. That's like half of Asia. Like that kingdom is huge. Right. Yeah, and, dude. Oh, yeah. Just north of them, you have because if you imagine the dome of the ring that people are coming out of as an American, right? You don't really think you think of like Russia's over here, and then Europe's over here. They always put it on the maps, like in a weird way, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Realize that Finland is like right along Russia. Right. And they're all going across there as well. Right. It's Mm -hmm. shorter to go from China um, through like you don't cross the Pacific Ocean. You go over Alaska. Right. That's why that, you know, spy balloon they're talking about came over Montana because they came like that. You know, that makes yeah, that makes sense. Right. They come over Alaska and things like that. And so like and that's where all the you know, the, basically the rosette people were coming out of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, this is unreal. I don't know if this was Saga or just Jim Chesner, but he was telling the Saga. So I think um, his Jesus story is part of the Saga. Oh yeah. No, Jesus is in the, the box Saga, an introduction, the book. And I, I looked it up. I, um, cause he said, there's a temple where when Jesus was rejected, they knew there's all these, um, well, well, first the gypsies weren't buying any of the Jews, the the new um, religious stuff, the new one, God thing. They're like, we're out of here, peace, you know? And Mm -hmm. uh, they've been on the run ever since. And then um, now that you start getting prophecy and things like that, and, you know, expecting a Messiah or whatever. And, um, you know, he's in a high up family. this boy named jesus you know mm. which is 
everyone always says, you know, Jupiter and Zeus, right? It's just combining these two names. Um, Interesting. But, um, he came over there, was rejected. No one bought his stuff. And so he actually went back to Hindustan and they built a temple that they still care for today. And it is, um, they think he slightly changed his name just a little bit. Um, but uh, I found this article from India. This was d issued in 1977. And um, it said, he went over to Kashmir, lived there for some time, died a natural death, and is buried in Razabal, Kanyar, hmm. a densely populated area in the interior city of Srinagar. The gravestones of Yuz Asef. Yuz Asef. Huh. That's. Um... Yuz Asef. Yuz Asef. Well, I hear a lot of things in that. Well, you ever heard of, what is it, Isa? Is that Hinduism? I can't remember. But Isa, his story is like the same as Jesus's. Like he's a rebel. I can't remember though. I'm trying to find him, but I can't. I saw a video where they were trying to say Jesus was mythological Odin. That was I've pretty seen that too. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I think he's depicted differently in um, the Bible uh, as just mostly the um, when I hear the word God, I think the sun. And then when I hear Jesus, you can think the sun moving through the year. Okay. Seasons. Yeah, I can see that. And so he's always depicted with the, the sun behind his head because it is representing the sun the 12 mm -hmm. apostles you know the zodiac even judas's last name is iscario right which is scorpio and he betrayed <sighs> jesus with a kiss and when you get stung by a scorpion it leaves a mark you know and it looks like you've been kissed right yeah it's the astrotheological aspect of it. And um, so there's this all this astrotheology in, in the Bible. And um, everywhere I look, if I, I, you know, look at it, I go to any different page, you know, and it's talking about the in the sixth month, the, the uh, Virgin Mary, um, you know, put baby Jesus in this little, um, like, thing for um, grain, right? I forget what the word was. Manger. But, yeah, manger. Yeah. And um and it's like, well, um Virgo is the sixth month of the zodiac if you start at Aries. And uh and then a manger, that's Libra, the scales. Right? It's like talking about these connected things, and it's like, I don't know. I it's just a lot of patterns with astro uh astro theology. Um you know, and it, it's sounding more and more like a farmer's almanac than. Um, oh, it totally does. The It, it absolutely reads like an instruction manual um, instead of some, again, instead of what is sold as this mystical, magical, supernatural kind of thing. Um, however, 
have you also seen the the parallels of like the 12 disciples being the 12 cranial nerves and it's the j describing the same thing right you got the sagittal crest you got the uh um, yes yeah cerebellum ram you know um, you have the what's it called the colostra the colostrum the santa claus that all that same thing the so christ meaning oil yeah, but just meaning the anointed ones, the the Kundalini awakening, but does so if it means the same thing, it's literally instructions for personal Everything. enlightenment Everything. and a farmer's almanac at the same exact time. That's yeah. fucking crazy and yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, people often debate that they're like, no, 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 it's it's astro theological. It's about the seasons. It's about you know, when to put the fucking plow on the bull. It's like, no, man, it's psychedelic as fuck, man. It's all about your mind. It's both, which that's pretty wild. As above, so below. Am I right? Yeah. As, as true log, logi, astrology, the true logic of the author. It has a definition when you break it up into its syllables in root language. I don't know. Right. So yeah. check it out. So the, the true logic of the acer is a form of the trivium basically because the trivium and i will say uh people that are familiar with our episodes with Dwayne hayes and andy gerard uh, we talk a lot about the trivium and how uh the the ideals in the trivium are basically the foundation of western learning and it's basically to become a master of all trades and look at things from all angles. That's really reducing it down to a simplified version, but that is b the basic tenets of what the trivium is. And the true logic of the Acer seems to be exactly that, being able to express something or express many, many things in, in through one way or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a good connection there. Another, another word in there is the horoscope. And this is a story of the crystal ball, right? The hexa would use. So not all of the daughters born of the all father make children. The other one, that's, I think just the, or the Disa. I'm, I'm not going to stick with the titles. I, I know them, but I can't recite it like that, but they had these crystal balls that had another crystal prism on the inside. And then they would use horse hair. And like put it on the top in a certain way. And um, and then with one candlelight, you can it would light up and then you can you it going like the light would put the stars on this on the ceiling. And that's and and the horsehair in root language is hor. Mm. Like hair, like hor or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Close to that. And this is, and then this is a scope, like, like a actual like lens, a scope, right? So oh, a horror, hair, scope, horoscope. So, and I've heard this too. Maybe you can explain a little bit better. How the hell? So when they, when you say put the stars on the ceiling, you're talking about dots of light from the crystal ball, not necessarily the real stars up above in the heavens. It's probably right. simulating the, the two because if you're trapped in ice time and you're trying to understand what what has changed in the realm, right? 
um, you know, so now you're describing seasons and agriculture and um, you start doing all this stuff because in paradise time, you're just, you're just naked and free and, you know, like just it's a picture like, of the garden of Eden. Yeah. And fruit off tree, like whatever. Right. But um, uh, this time they would have to go underground a lot um, or stay inside and there's no light. Um, mm -hmm. so that's what, that's how they would you know, still come up with wisdom and mathematics. This is the quadrat. This is the logic of the moon and the and Udin and the pole and the circle, right? Mm -hmm. This is the horoscope. And then they would, you know. I believe they came up with the mathematics, though. The mathematics came from, well, sorry, what? go ahead. Oh, I said I, I wouldn't, you know, no one would even know because it was the woman's side of things. Women, women. Yeah, there is, yeah, let's, We've talked about it in the Telegram chat, and we'll say it here, that there is a large side of the saga that is unknown, that is like the wisdom from the woman's side. Because, and that's what Eeyore would say, you know, before he passed, was that he wished that he had more time with his mother and his aunt to learn more, to ask more questions. You know, even after 25 years, so think about us. <laughs> just a couple of years in, just freaking out about it, you know. Um, I do believe that they came up with the quadrat, the mathematics in paradise time though, when everything was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, so they had to adjust that and that, so yeah, that must've, yeah, their mathematical explanations or their mathematical skills and, and gnosis would have been dramatically increased, uh, comparing what they saw in the sky from paradise time to what was going on then. No wonder they could kind of low, like travel. Yeah. By the by the sea so easily yeah and I, I was wondering if that was why there was such a big gap where the e in the the wheel is and the, mm -hmm. of the letter because maybe there is a, a larger gap created with the with the tilt um that they had to account for or something like that but i, I don't know it's interesting too that the box saga says that the whole galaxy tilted not just the earth but yet the north the Polaris doesn't match up with Helsinki still, <laughs> you know, you'd think that the, the stars would have gone with that tilt if that was the case, you know. No comment. <laughs> right? No comment. Who knows? Physical right? tilt versus magnetic tilt. Ah, that's true too. Yeah, I've been thinking about that more and more because when you first hear that the earth tilted over, it sounds kind of like supernatural and ridiculous. But if it was more of a magnetic shift, that's so plausible. And there is some scientific theory out there. And it wasn't the point of the article I saw, but it was like an just a offhanded remark about some theory that had to do with the earth magnetically tilting about the right amount of degrees for Helsinki to have been the North Pole a long time ago. And they but talk about it in millions of years, of course, but hey. In my mind, it makes sense. You should be able to figure it out because now there's not just a tilt, but there's also the great year, right? The wobble. Which is also right in line with like, you know, all the you know, it's 24,000 some years and it's just like exactly in line with everything. I don't know. Um, but oh, yeah, uh, they should be able to, you, you go, Oh, it's tilted. So is it spinning on the same axis or is the, in the box? I would say that the, 
the axis is still there, the actual hole created from the original spin. Oh, that's right, because it like became physical. It was so powerful and was there for so long. Yeah, it's a hole. All yeah, the way, a... pole, south pole, it's, you know, a hole or something like that. It's the pole hole. It's the whole pole. It's the pole. <laughs> it's and the lance. The <laughs> but if it uh, is tilted now, shouldn't it be spinning on that pole? But the north magnetic pole would be, there's actually like four. Ooh, poles. yeah, no, yeah. I think I got what you're saying though, because that pole would still be there. You have up and then you have down, right? And then, but they want us to think that there's no up and down where I'm, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. but, uh, but there is a North, right? And the, and the compasses will take you to a magnetic North, mm -hmm. right? But if everything's in line, um, then you have a straight up and down axis, but the axis is tilted. So shouldn't the axis still be in the same place? I don't know. It could be spinning off its axis also. Yeah, I would feel like just right real quick and then Thor, you can go. Um, I would say that once it got thrown off, that hole was probably cut off from wherever it went into the earth at some point. It was literally like we're talking about land shifting, you know, when we're talking like it's almost like not the whole object of the earth itself moving but just land masses moving if that were the case then i would think the magnetic north wherever that was would start to create a new you know holy but at the, but at the pole that's the bedrock that's the bottom there's nothing above it you know they spent thousands of years planting evergreen trees so the, the, the name for the, uh, I think it's the pine tree. No, yeah. not the, pine, the fir tree, I believe. I think it's pine. The pine it's called, um, Gron. Yeah. Um, their tree is called Gron because they would use it to, it was the only tree. Once the ice caps slid, it carved all of the landscape off of the area and mm -hmm. It was left only with rock and granite. It's, it's the bottom. Um, and that doesn't move. So I don't know if the land masses are actually moving, but that tree, they would, the roots are strong enough to actually go through granite and break it up. And then they can, and it drops leaves constantly throughout the year. And then you can go through and burn the forest and create an ash layer and then and make room for new growth and they were able to revitalize the land from the granite mm -hmm. with the cron tree i can definitely see that happening but i when you say that it doesn't move i think if we're talking about like tectonic shifts and crazy things that we have not seen in our lifetime but we know that the planet goes through like that bed quote unquote bedrock is moving wherever the hell the plates want it to you know what i mean so i mean if it was something like that, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're all, we're just speculating big time right now, of course, with, uh, I don't know. It would be interesting to just get into that fucking temple and see how deep, how deep it goes. Because what if perhaps, well, I don't know. I mean, throughout ice time, were they still adding to it? Like well, you it, think was, the, it was, 
Yeah. Wasn't it sealed in nine? 937 or something like that 987 yeah so they were adding to it for quite a long forever so you'd think that somewhere in the saga or at least someone might know like oh yeah so after after the in ice time what it'd be giving it to themselves but these were aesthetic given to the mother or the uh or to all father yeah, right from the other from the other ringlands, right? So there would be no one bringing anything to them throughout ice time. But what I was just thinking, like someone would have gone down and checked, like, oh shit, yeah, at the five hundred eighty at like the five hundred eighty fifth floor, it's cut off, and we, you know what I mean, or something like that. Like we lost year whatever all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> like we lost our oldest treasures from pair. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. It, it's these are questions that who knows if someone in the channel is listening to. Maybe someone has some more insight into the these temple. interesting details. But um, but yeah, we did cover a lot, and I am exhausted. So I think we are going to kind of cut yep. it for now. But I know that there's way more to cover. Um, you know, I encourage other people out there to get involved with um, this topic and. You know, th- throw some challenges at us. I, I like you've witnessed here tonight. I, I constantly challenge different parts of it, and it's you know this seems to always be a solid explanation. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm happy to to challenge challenge it as much as I possibly can. You know, I think hard skepticism well, is important. You know, yeah, well, I mean, it does explain kind of a lot of, you know, these different uh, kingdoms. Um, I think also something I missed earlier was one of the um, Hellas people mm-hmm. or uh, one of the Romans was part of the um, the uh, bred with one of the people from north of Egypt, I believe. Maybe with, that was part of the Mosei story. It was something like that. There's, there's someone who was mixed that joined. Um, mm-hmm. And so now you get these different family lines kind of just like popping out because once you start mixing women with a certain man, you know, so you get these certain qualities in a woman. And so the, the men from this side, this family or, um, right. You know, family didn't always mean just like the small nuclear family we think of today. Family was basically everybody. The the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole race. Right. And then you start mixing them. And, and, uh, I think after all, you know, that's what we're experiencing today is these different factions of warring. Yeah. It's so it's totally lost. And I think, uh, you know, when, when it's been said before in the past that the world is not yet ready for the saga, I think that still rings true today and it's, you know, we might've been ready for it, but the world at large isn't. And if they ever are, it's going to do different things to different cultures. You know, it's going to affect them in different ways. If it hits home to them, like, you know, Eeyore must've made quite an impact in India, in, in Goa. Well, he did. I mean, they clear, they credit, I know I've heard Ananto say that like Goa trance was influenced big time by those fellas in, that were connected to the saga. So that's really interesting because that was a huge amount of electronic music I was listening to in the late 90s was Goa trance. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. it's that's a big missing part of like historical narratives, even like from the religions, right? They're they're talking about themselves, right? They're not you you don't hear the in the the Bible or anything about the Chinese people. No, no, they're right they there. They're not that far. You don't know about them. Are you sure they're oh, not? Yes. I mean, I'm sure they're possibly the referenced. Somewhere. I don't hear them talking about Hindus. No, but they probably do it in different under different names and different contexts, especially if the Bible is as coded and hidden as it seems to be. You know, this was really enlightening, though. I, these are some of the they these questions that I've been asking tonight may be obvious to to someone who studied the saga a long time, or even smarter people than me that have found it more recently but a lot of this i feel just needs that extra unpacking a lot of times and uh, when i'm constantly comparing it to the mythology it's it's for, for good reason you know i'm always curious of how far the parallels go before the divergence starts to begin in any situation and uh yeah so this was really cool. Um, do either of you guys have anything to, to, to end on before we get going? Thor? Uh, I had one quick thing I was going to say. There's a tribe uh, that wasn't contacted until after whatever pre-Columbia, and they'd been hiding in these mountains, and they survived, you know, where many of the other people got killed, and they're called the Kogi, K-O-J-I, and they have a really interesting take on gold, and they make these really fine aesthetic um gold statues and they bury them in the ground and i was just thinking like maybe at one point they used to make them and they got sent to the north pole something happened and then they start burying them in the ground where and, they um, yeah where were they from columbia okay and they also claim that they're the uh, survivors of atlantis which is another thing that is interesting there and uh, they have this whole theory about gold and how it's very important and um yeah i've been kind of going down this treasure hunting gold uh wormhole lately and i found this channel that has this very advanced way of finding gold and i i'm gonna probably uh post something about it in the chat but nice. could be useful to anyone that's in finland that's very uh, anyway. interesting huh. and you know people in portugal as well if you ask people like you know where's your culture from a lot of people in portugal will say atlantis Gold I'm, never... interesting i'm part portuguese <laughs> porto gaul that's where my yeah so yeah. cool man dustin all right you got, you got that tribe k-o-j-k-o-j-i kogi i wonder what they look like they're these little short homies that chew coca leaf all day and they're like, they have these uh, super advanced um, chosen ones that are chosen at birth. And they're called the mamas or the mamos. And they live in a cave for most of their childhood. And they're trained to see in the dark. And they're only brought out at night sometimes with a Raiden type hat. So they don't get direct moon or sun uh, starlight on them. And then wow. they come out as these like super mystical beings and... Yeah, it's a fascinating documentary. I read the book also. I'll, I'll, I'll forward some stuff to y'all if you're interested. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I see all kinds of um, 
even like I dare to say like bastardizations of the offering system and different parts of box saga in other parts of the world. Uh, you find certain little hints of saga, but it's been like lost and twisted and changed around so much. But like there was a tribe in South America. I can't remember their name, but I think it, it literally sounded like Bach something. <laughs> and, uh, it was like they did these terrible, disgusting, like sexual rituals with the young boys when they were becoming men. But it was all to do with <laughs> it was all to do with them retaining like these elders' semen and stuff like that. And it was totally perverted. And even like you know the National Geographic or whatever article I was reading about it was you know trying to be objective while saying like this is like extremely harsh and brutal and these this called these cultures are you know, kind of showing how primitive they are and this and that, but it's like, could this be like a kind of retardation that happened at one point in some parts of the world where the knowledge of what the original system was got so broken in certain parts of the world. Like you can see like more sophisticated uh, bastardizations of it in other parts. Like I've talked a lot about like the, Eastern traditions of semen retention and orgasming without physically coming and stuff like that, that exists in a lot of different Eastern practice, meditation, things like that. But that doesn't mean, and I do see that as a reflection of older tradition in the box. It's clearly like this comes from somewhere older, yeah. you know? Um, I feel that. And so why not you get further and further away from the original all father you get like these weirder and weirder uh very forgetful new traditions that don't remember much of it i i don't know it's just a it's a total supposition on my part but it's just kind of something i've thought about ever since i found the saga and what they did with the offering system i immediately was like oh okay so there's a parallel in the east with retention and stuff like that that makes sense like I could see how that goes from one to the next thing with a kind of like a broken line, you know, like a game of telephone. Whereas like you're getting way down the line with this like Amazonian uh, pre-culture that I was talking about, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, that's interesting. The, the, the idea of like um, that they, people think that retaining and not, you know, retaining is something, you know, which is like, it's almost, actually like the opposite but um like sexual you know, like yeah, yeah it's almost like yeah, but, retention, but if it yeah. starts in hindustan it's interesting because like that the this offering system would have been broken apart right okay so you're saying that it could be what? a purposeful inversion you have buddha you know like well let's just go up here you know and Wasn't it also referred to as the Tor system? So the mm -hmm. Tor the Tor system collapsed also. I think I've heard referred to. So it'd be like there you, the, the broken heart. <laughs> the broken heart. And, and then yeah. I just want to just want to add. I remember from the saga the word taboo comes from tabure, which was like an offering stool that you would sit on to <laughs> receive. <yeah>, <laughs> all the you know the yoga positions and things like that it's like you know um milk and honey yeah, <laughs> yeah man i mean they have 
they have all kinds of stuff but you know it's funny like oh i got th these connections but then we live in this society that's so fucking sick dude it's like oh it's so broken it is oh, it's, yeah it's horrible <laughs> like it's horrible what's going on and and it's but it's so horrible people can't well, don't even want to think about it don't even want to imagine you can't even imagine right what's my, probably going on you know down the street oh right and you know my I, buddy like, said go ahead. go ahead no go ahead tor i was gonna say my buddy said everyone's talking about civilization is crumbling it's collapsing he's like i don't even think we're civilized to begin with <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> oh well it's been a pleasure gentlemen this is this was a good chat and uh we should do it again soon. I, I, you know, I should do other interviews on this podcast as I typically do <laughs> and maybe do this as like, you know, we'll, we'll do this as a regular side thing. Saga talk, the, you know? the Bach cast, Bach talk, Bach talk, uh, something like that. Um, that would be cool if, uh, you know, if there was, um, good questions, you know, that we can explore. You know, even ask ourselves, and um, if we get someone who speaks another language, it would be great. You know, especially like um, uh, a couple of the Swedish guys. I'm gonna try. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to get them oh, on. Um, yo, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The time, <laughs> the the time is rough because it's very late over there right now, and this is I'm relegated to very few time slots, unfortunately, but um. But I would like to do that, even if it is like a Saturday or Sunday morning uh, or yeah, for you, <laughs> Dustin, it would be like an early morning. You know, we could do something like that. With That's what you okay, and I used to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, we used to do like 11 a.m. my time. It was like 8 a.m. dance time over in Cali. And it was like 6 p.m. for Jacques <laughs> over in Sweden. But um, But yeah, we'll do more of this. Everybody listening, everybody watching, thanks for joining us. And I hope you're enjoying learning a little bit more, hearing us ask questions to each other, talk about this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about psychedelics and other things in other podcasts soon. <laughs> once, I love uh, psychedelics. That, yeah, well, me and Thor <laughs> will talk about psychedelics sometimes soon on, for man. the hell of it, you know. Um, do I look I like did, I don't do psychedelics? I did. I did <laughs> want to say one thing about the retention in the East that could surpass this. Yeah, you know, I do like what you're thinking. You know, Hindustan is where it all fell apart. Maybe the re semen retention is it is like a purposeful inversion of some kind. But at the same time, when you think about where these traditions went, and they did become more mystical, right? But that's not to say that's all psyop because there is a mystical side of, of consciousness and right. the idea that we can supersede the physical or the material or that uh, physical reality is malleable, that consciousness co-creates it. I don't know if Box Saga addresses any of these topics, but I will say that we're all from those people. We all eventually started working in these realms and perhaps the retention it doesn't matter that it stays in or comes out because it is the feeling that the body is creating through the mind that is the orgasm right the orgasm is not coming from your friend even though primitive man would have thought that you know 
it's coming from the synapses in your brain, which I don't know. We don't know if that's local or not local and it's just an antenna, but one way or the other, you know, it's a feeling being generated by something we partly control. So perhaps the ecstatic um, goal of the orgasm was achieved without releasing that at all. And if you could keep that inside yourself and it would still, I don't know, do all that traveling up and whatever they talk about, you know, who knows? It, it could be that it was more would, of an evolution, <laughs> more of an evolution rather than an inversion, you know, but who knows? Maybe we can dig into that with some professionals sometime. <laughs> well, they say that the male can achieve multiple orgasms over and over and over on some full body vibe. Yeah, I think a so. book was uh, put into the the Telegram a, like, a, <laughs> like a month or so ago, and I've read that book. I actually have that Montaccia. book. Yeah. 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 I mean, once you read the quotes of the people that have mastered it, it's like, damn, I might as well fucking try this shit. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, man. The seed. It, it, it's a seed. It's the oak tree. It's the seed, right? Um, right. But a seed that's not planted you know somewhere it's not doing anything i don't know you could you could eat an acorn but true but if like you're doing the you know if you're doing the offering if you're doing the if you're doing the offering system you're just feeding it back to yourself anyway perhaps this retention system just it's called bypasses it's, that part of it and it's already it's in called, you you know ejaculation it actually does come out of you and it goes in and you absorb it internally right so That's it's doing I, what so it's doing what it would do if you ingest yeah. it, like the offering yeah. system. So that's what intercellular. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, because I don't think we're ever going back to that system. I really don't think so. I think whether progress and the very liberal founded term progress from the late 1800s, early 1900s is absolutely demoralizing and destroys us. But growth itself is inevitable and change is recognized in the worship of the serpent from all times. And uh, I don't think we're ever going back to that system. And I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. So I do personally think that the idea that, you know, hopefully someday we'll go back to the offering system or the old ways or something. I don't think that's necessarily applicable. And I think naturally for whatever circumstance beyond human control, well, cosmos style, this is our, this is our path, you know, our path is necessarily away from our roots. You know, it is the leaf, right? (laughs) Can't go back because who's going to be the all father. There is, there literally is no going back. And (laughs) that's probably what they were doing. That's probably what this Krishna guy was doing. He's like, all right, start over. I'm going to kill this guy, and we're just going to start fresh. I'm the all-father. Let's pretend nothing else happened. <laughs> well, he didn't establish that. He separated it. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. He introduced marriage. Right, right. Why? Why did he want to? Is it because he was pissed at his dad? Like, It's so funny because we have this prodigal yeah, we- son aesthetic and built into stories from religious stories all the way to Disney stories about the pissed off son or child leaving the home, going to seek out all of his, his new ways of life that went against the old ways. He gets all sorts of fucked up out in the real world. 
the father's at home reeling from his own words against his son who was leaving. And finally, the son returns home. The father has learned the new ways of the son. The son respects the old ways of the father. Like this theme exists everywhere. And it absolutely seems to go back. Like the more we find out about like the personality, the personalities coming out of ice time and entering the world is the most fascinating part, fascinating part about this to me. Sorry, Justin, I, you've been go. Yeah, go ahead. I just looked up a Narakasura story. Yeah. Listen to this. Okay. Okay. All right. Narakasura had become the overlord of both the heavens and earth. Addicted to power, he stole the earrings of Aditi, the heavenly mother goddess. And that just sound Aditi, Aditi, Ada, Ada, Ada Stupa. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and usurped some of her territories while also kidnapping 16,000 women. Holy shit. All of the divas. <laughs> led by Indra, went to Vishnu to ask him to deliver them from Narakasura. Wow. All father, bro. Six Dude. Good women. The first harem. <laughs> of turning it evil instead of like, yo, that's my, you know, it's my dad, you know? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Too. But um, Krishna came with a woman to do this. Right. And her name was um, I don't know. Oh, Krishna's wife Sataya Bahama. Oh, I think there's another name for it though. or Another name for her in, in Saga. Yeah, so you're reading out of actual mythology, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Where does Krishna come from, according to actual mythology? Heaven? <laughs> um, that still means hell. That still means the north. <laughs> yeah, cause I, I um, just kind of saw what um, I did post it in the, the chat, something about it, you know, about kind of like the story of um, what happened. I think Krishna basically made his appearance at this time. And okay. abled himself the savior of everybody, and mm -hmm. able to kind of obfuscate the the corporate offices of Narakazura. Um, yeah, because they still have poems and stuff um, in Hindi, um, but it's Rama. That's the uh, other one. So Ra Ma Ama. Ra, yeah. So. An update. I don't know if anyone listening could maybe comment below, but I'm not finding much about Prophet Isa, but I was looking into it because that is a parallel story to Jesus, some say. Others say it's absolutely not. Jesus is, is Lord, but I'm just saying Isa. And when I, the only thing I did find, and I can't find Isa being talked about in this fucking article, but the title says Prophet Isa. And then in parentheses, it says us. A S. How do you spell just, it? Isa. I S A. Okay. And that was probably why, because I found this on like the eighth page, because I was spelling it I S S A. So I S A will probably 
reveal more results. But it is a parallel to the Jesus story from what I heard. Uh, sounds, like, and it's, sounds like what? Disa. Disa. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Disa. Yeah. Uh, um, women that are chosen by the All-Father. Right, right. But it's interesting because the Isa prophet has this A-S in parentheses next to it. And I'm not sure what that's referring to, but to me, it just screams Aser. So I'm not sure. But Isa, Aser, I mean, it's all pretty, pretty similar. But anyway, I got to get running, guys. I'm going to go to bed. So thank you both so much for joining this. And I'm going to put this out i i hope tomorrow morning so um uh, nice to meet you guys face to face first yes nice to meet you too i'm glad our little bok talk is growing this is nice and uh i hope everyone enjoys this and i'll get back to some other kinds of uh (laughs) topics soon but uh yeah thank you all for for supporting and and checking this out and uh yeah head over to the deepshare.com check out the store and uh yeah see you next time Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you meddle with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean... <laughs>